I can't believe I ate that whole thing. You ate it, Ralph. I'd like a burger, please. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're celebrating our fourth Thanksgiving together. If you would have asked me when I started this podcast how many Thanksgiving episodes I would have to do, I might have guessed one. I think I've told you before, research has shown that many podcasts end before they get to 25 episodes. We started the first week of January 2018. We just finished our 200th episode a couple of weeks ago. And we're coming up on our fourth Thanksgiving. And honestly, that's one of the things that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful you guys keep listening. I'm thankful that I get to keep sharing my stories with you. And that's one of the things that's at the top of my list for this Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for this online community we have. There's a lot of crossover between the Twitch stream and the Discord and the Twitter and the podcast. I know I get new listeners on the podcast who've never seen me on Twitch. I know there's people who listen to the podcast who only found me through Twitter. But somehow this community works. We all find each other. We all come together. And I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity to talk to you, to share stories with you, to hear your feedback, and just to hang out with you. So thank you. And that's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about being thankful. So I'm always mindful of that whenever Thanksgiving rolls around. Now, because this is the fourth time we're celebrating Thanksgiving together, you could say we have traditions here. My traditional stories about making turkey, sitting at the kids' table, having arguments about the family politics, which grandmother's house are we visiting this year? That's stuff that happens every year. We know that it does because we're there for it. You have it too. Do we have to travel? Which grandmother? Which cousin? Which uncle? Who's coming? Who's not? Where are we going? Can we please stay home? These are all the things we talk about at Thanksgiving. What are we serving? Turkey, of course. I think I told you about the time my mom discussed possibly not serving turkey for Thanksgiving. You would have thought she had talked about dropping bags of puppies off of a bridge. The reaction she got. No turkey on Thanksgiving? What's wrong with you, mom? In most of the U.S., and especially in my house, turkey was always the only thing that you could serve for Thanksgiving. You could have debates about the sides, whether you're going to have corn or peas, whether you're going to have salad or baked potatoes. You could debate that stuff, but turkey, that was a given. So the family menu was always something that was up for debate around Thanksgiving time. The travel plans, who was going, who was staying, where were we going, we kids never knew. We just went wherever mom and dad were taking us. That was it. And what always gets lost with all of the stuff that's going on with Thanksgiving is the actual being thankful part. So with that in mind, one of the things I'm doing this episode is I'm resharing something that I did a couple of years ago. I had found a non-denominational prayer for saying grace at Thanksgiving. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to replay that from a couple of years ago because that keeps us in mind of the act of being thankful and the things that we can be thankful for. But with Thanksgiving, you can't ignore all of the stuff that goes on around it. And that's kind of the tradition of Thanksgiving, all of the stuff that goes on around Thanksgiving. And I've talked to you about the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I talked about that a couple of years ago. We love the Thanksgiving Day Parade. We watch it every year. We always wait for Santa. It's funny, I don't remember watching for Santa when I was a kid, even though I know he was in the parade. I watched the parade as a kid for the floats. And that's one of the interesting things that's changed in my lifetime. When I was a kid, the parade was a big deal. It wasn't a commercial for Broadway shows or musical artists, not the way it is now. I mean, when you watch the parade presented these days, it's a giant commercial. 
They have this staging area in front of Macy's on 34th Street in New York. I've been there. I know that section of the road. They tie up traffic in New York City so they can do this giant commercial in front of Macy's on 34th Street. But when I was a kid, they just showed the parade. They didn't do these production numbers in front of Macy's. The latest Broadway star, the latest recording artist, some marching band from Podunk, Iowa. I mean, not that I mind watching Broadway stars or musical numbers or marching bands. But when you're watching a parade, you're supposed to see them march by, go by. If you want to do a dance number, they used to do it on the float and you'd catch 12 seconds of it as it proceeded down the street. That's what a parade is. A parade is a constantly moving thing. That's what we used to see when I was a kid. Now, like everything, it's a giant commercial. But I still watch it. It's tradition. And you know what? I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to watch it. Mrs. Gamerdude and I watch it every year. It's part of our traditional Thanksgiving morning activities. It's just what you do. You watch the parade. And it does bring back memories of my childhood. It reminds me of when I was young, which is kind of cool. So I'm grateful for that too. It's funny, when you do get those memories of what it was like when you were a kid, you remember the things that were important to you. I remember Thanksgiving morning and my mom making her stuffing. I gave you that recipe in season one. You can go back and listen to it. I'm not going to give it to you again. It's pretty simple and it's really tasty. But yeah, making stuffing on Thanksgiving morning, that was one of the things that we did. She made it fresh that morning, and she would let us help, then stuff it in the bird and cook it for the rest of the day. Yes, we called it the bird. We didn't call it the turkey. I think that was my dad. Uh, when's the bird going to be ready? So thanks to my dad, I've always called it the bird. But she would put the stuffing in the bird after we made it fresh that morning, and then you'd get to smell the turkey cooking all day. We always got those big turkeys, too, because we always had a lot of people over. I mean, we were a family of five anyway. But we always had at least one of the grandmothers over, sometimes both of the grandmothers over, sometimes an aunt and an uncle over. But that was when we got older. I've told you about how we used to go visit my grandmothers too. We would alternate holidays when I was much younger. Sometimes we'd go visit my mom's mom. Sometimes we'd go visit my dad's mom. My dad's mom had the infamous kid's table. I hated the kid's table. Couldn't wait to get away from it. Just what I needed sitting at a table full of kids I had no interest in, had no knowledge of, and didn't ever see in my life. Except once every other year at my grandmother's house. Oh, what fun. But somewhere along the line, the tradition changed in my family from going to the grandmother's houses to doing Thanksgiving at my parents' house. I don't know why. I was not privy to that discussion. But at some point along the line, my parents drew a line in the sand. They decided to stop celebrating at other people's houses, even if it was their mother's, and wanted to do the holidays at their house. I want to say I was about 12 or 13 years old when that started. I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember there was a shift from when I was younger, when we would always travel for Thanksgiving, to a time when I was a young teen, when we never traveled for Thanksgiving. I much preferred the not traveling. I liked being able to make the stuffing in my pajamas, watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and have breakfast at home rather than have to watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade and get dressed in a hurry and then dash out to Grandma's house, or travel on that day before Thanksgiving to get to my mom's mom's house, because that was a four or five hour drive. Yeah, traveling on that day before Thanksgiving? (laughs) Oh, I remember sitting in the car. It was not a pleasant trip, especially with Gamer Dad and his infamous short patience. He did not like driving in traffic. Let's just say having three kids and a mom being trapped in a car with an impatient dad sitting in traffic? Imagine the holiday fun we had. That's probably one of the reasons we stopped traveling on Thanksgiving. My dad just didn't want to do it anymore. That's it. I'm not driving anywhere. If they want to have Thanksgiving with us, they can come here. I can see my dad getting to that point. And believe me, it didn't bother me any. I didn't have to worry about the kids' table at one grandma's house. And I didn't have to worry about sitting in the car with my dad for five hours, going to the other grandma's house. 
So I was fine with that. I think it was as a result of that that I didn't want to travel at any time for Thanksgiving, at any time in my adult life, even to go back to visit my own parents. My dad taught me it was okay to stay at your own house for Thanksgiving, so I kind of got used to that. I would invite my parents over, and they would come sometimes, but sometimes they would say, hmm, nah, we're staying home, because it was my dad, and he didn't want to drive on Thanksgiving, and I don't blame him. Oh, believe me, I know. Families have traditions. Everybody's got to be together. I get that. I understand that. Because it's when the family gets together, that's when you get to share the stories. Uncle John can tell about his latest exploits in the sales field. Cousin Tony can relive those days from high school when he played in the Thanksgiving Day game and threw the game-winning touchdown. Everybody gets to gather around the TV set and watch the Dallas Cowboys play and the Detroit Lions lose, because that's what happens on Thanksgiving. I know those traditions are important. And believe me, I enjoyed them when I was doing them when I was younger. But I'll tell you, as I'm getting older, I'm quite content to stay at home. I really am. I think part of that, too, is the last couple of years. If you're listening to this in 2022, 2023, 2024, somewhere down the road, 2020 was COVID at its height. 2021, COVID is still hanging around for a variety of reasons we are not going to get into today. But it does make interacting in the world very, very difficult. And so I'm sure that has affected my thinking about everything, including Thanksgiving. Personally, I don't want to go out there. I'm happy with my little bubble, and I don't see the need to pop it, so I'm not going to. Does it change the way Thanksgiving is? Yeah, of course it does. I mentioned this in the last couple of seasons. For the past few years, we've always gone out for Thanksgiving. My in-laws like going out, and we're very close with my in-laws, so we always go out. Or at least we did until last year. There's a restaurant not too far away from us in the town of Clinton, which, coincidentally enough, is named the Clinton House. It's kind of a rustic local restaurant, but a high-end kind of place. Serves great food. We always went there. My father-in-law loved that place. So for a good 10 years running, we went to the Clinton House for Thanksgiving. And they always had a traditional Thanksgiving meal. That's what you would order. You would order the traditional meal. They'd bring you turkey and sweet potatoes and cranberry sauce. That would be your dinner. But you could order something else if you wanted it too. You could have lobster or steak or whatever. And the turkey they made was always really good. All of the sides were really good. And so we did that for many years. And it was fine. No cleanup. You just make your reservation, go to the restaurant and eat. How easy is that? And there's no prep time either. You don't have to worry about defrosting the turkey. You don't have to worry about making the stuffing. You don't have to worry about making the sweet potatoes. The downside of that is you don't get to make the turkey. I always loved making turkey. Turkey is very hard to cook, but I always loved trying. Over the years, I tried different things. I never did a deep fry. I've seen people deep fry turkeys, and everybody tells me it's a good way to cook them. I've never done it. I'm more of a roasted-in-the-oven kind of guy. I've tried brining a turkey, which is basically submerging it in a brined seasoned liquid before you roast it. I didn't notice that much difference. But it was worth a try. I enjoyed doing it. But I miss the smell of turkey cooking in the house when you go out. I miss the making the stuffing, trying different kinds of stuffing. My mom had her recipe, but over the years I put variations on it. And I miss making sweet potatoes. I gave you my sweet potato recipe last year. You can check the episode if you want it. It's really good. So there's pros and cons to staying in and going out. Until last year, we would go out for the dinner, but we'd come home for the dessert. Because coming home for dessert, we would have our own homemade desserts. Homemade pumpkin pie, homemade apple pie. We discovered a canned mixture of chocolate pecan pie. There's a place down in Texas that puts that product out. Go ahead and Google chocolate pecan pie. You can order it and they deliver it to your house. It's a jar that you pour into your mixing bowl. The contents, obviously. You pour the contents of the jar into the mixing bowl. You add a couple of eggs, put it in a pie crust, and you bake it, and it comes out. Oh, so amazing. Chocolate pecan pie. 
If you've never had it, oh, I highly recommend it. But that was what we would come home for. We would come home for the homemade desserts. Now, of course, the restaurant had desserts, but there's nothing like your homemade dessert. You get to put your feet up, you get to sit down, have a nice leisurely cup of coffee, can put on the football game, put on an old movie, put on an old TV show, whatever you want to do. You end your Thanksgiving, feet up, fat, dumb, and happy with your pie and coffee, and hanging out with the family. So that was the family traditional dinner that I evolved to over the past few years, because that's what we wanted to do. Last year changed that. Last year, 2020, the year of COVID, or I should say, the first year of COVID, We couldn't go out even if we wanted to, and we didn't want to. So last year, we discussed having Thanksgiving at the house again, and we talked about doing a traditional turkey and traditional stuffing, but we decided not to do that for a couple of reasons. Everybody's got their own particular tastes in food. Some people eat certain things. Some people don't like turkey. So why are you going to invite people over if you are serving just turkey? So we modified our menu a little bit, and we were able to serve a couple of main dishes to make everybody happy. Everybody could share in the sides, and we still had our traditional homemade desserts. And nobody had to feel bad about what they were eating, when they were eating, where we were going, when we were going there. We just got together and ate dinner together on Thanksgiving, so that we could give thanks together, and so that we could be together. And really, that's the point of Thanksgiving these days, isn't it? That's supposed to be the point of Thanksgiving, let's put it that way. One of the things that I've noticed over the years is we seem to forget the point of Thanksgiving. And in fact, we tend to forget Thanksgiving altogether. Thanksgiving used to mark the beginning of the holiday season. That's why Santa Claus is in the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That was the kickoff of the holiday season. But this year especially, I've noticed they're breezing right by Thanksgiving. We're not talking about Thanksgiving. We've been celebrating Black Friday sales for about six weeks already. And isn't that a little bit of insanity? Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving. There's no other day that's Black Friday except the day after Thanksgiving. And yet the advertisers are jamming Black Friday sales down our throats every single day. Here's today's Black Friday sale. Really? It's Tuesday, October 29th. What the hell are you talking about, dude? But that's what they do. The media, the advertisers, the companies, everybody just skips past Thanksgiving. When I was a kid, Thanksgiving was an important holiday. It was important to take a moment to actually give thanks for what you had. It was an important holiday that we all honored and remembered. And these days, that's not so much the case anymore. Now, I know it's tough these days, especially the way the world is, especially the way politics are, especially the way people are. I know it's tough to recognize that there are things to be thankful for, but there are. And I think it's important to step away from all of that noise. I think it's important to put that stuff all aside and remember that there are things to be thankful for in your life. I've had tough times in my life. I've had times in my life where I've wondered how we were going to pay the bills month after month. I've had times in my life where I've worried about my parents, worried about my kids, worried about everything, how things are going to turn out, what's going to happen here, what's going to happen there. I've had times in my life where I didn't know where I was going with my life. But I always remembered Thanksgiving time as the time to give thanks. So I've always tried to do that. I've always tried to make sure that I expressed my gratitude for what I did have in my life and be grateful for those good things that I did have. That's what Thanksgiving is supposed to be about. That's one of the reasons that I wanted to play this non-denominational prayer that I did a couple of years ago. It's from an old column written years ago. And I liked it because it's non-denominational. It doesn't apply to any religion. It doesn't apply to any belief. And I know people like to believe that their religion is the only one, their religion is the right one, their God is the only true God, and you're entitled to believe that. But you do have to respect the beliefs of other people who have the exact same belief. 
No matter what your religion, you believe you're right, and that's okay. But it's okay to accept that other people have other beliefs. And so if they're giving thanks to their God, let them. And if you're giving thanks just to express gratitude, that's okay too. You don't have to thank anybody. You can just be grateful. And that's fine. And that's why I love this non-denominational prayer. And that's why I wanted to bring it back. It's important to remember that no matter what, no matter what our differences are, no matter what our beliefs are, no matter what we think is true in the world, there are always some things that we can all be grateful for. And I think that's what this prayer reflects. Your amazing grace, whom some call God, others the Great Spirit, and still others Allah, hear this brief but intense prayer. You won't hear another like it for a while. We know that most prayers you hear, and certainly all those you answer, have some element of need or want in them. How often you must hear, Please God, get me out of this, and I'll never miss church again. This is not that kind of prayer. It's simply an expression of thanks from those of us who feel some gratitude for a few items for which you may be at least partly responsible. No answer is required. We're not thanking you either for horrible things that didn't happen this year. Many of us feel that the absence of bad luck and the presence of good luck are not at all the same. So we won't thank you for those of us who didn't get cancer or didn't have their homes or farms repossessed this year or for the lack of nuclear war. That's cheap and easy and we'll leave such thanks to the easily pleased. In no particular order then, we thank you first for heat. Heat may not seem like much to you, God, but in small quantities, we're quite happy with it here. Not too much, understand, or we suffer terribly. But often, what brings suffering when used to excess brings great pleasure when used moderately. And heat is like that. A warm wood stove is a cause for celebration, and many a day I've smiled in pleasure as I've warmed my purple fingers over the heated cast iron mass in my living room. So a large thanks for the small heat we bring into our homes this season. Next, thanks for one of the greatest of all miracles, made all the more miraculous because it's so common and yet so completely mysterious. I speak of the human face, God, which we sadly have taken for granted. Faces are the most powerful instruments of expression in existence. A twitch of an eyebrow, and we're in despair. A grin and a wink, and we're set for the day. Faces have launched a thousand ships, and often send normally sane people into bouts of craziness, especially if they're teenagers. Life would be boring and terrible without familiar and miraculous faces. Finally, thank you for the enormous reward for the negligible effort of eating. Almost nothing in life gives us so much for so little. Merely bringing our teeth together while holding food between them gives us pleasure beyond compare, not to mention several hours without hunger. You must have known that we needed some regular reward to keep going day after day, and eating serves. In closing, our holiday of giving thanks brings together these three items for which we offer our gratitude. Warmed against the first days of winter, we gather our related faces and share the reward of eating. Good going, God. that's going to do it for this year's thanksgiving episode thank you so much for listening to it and thank you for all of the years you guys have been hanging out with me and sharing my stories with me because i really do appreciate all of the time that you spend here i hope you have a great thanksgiving i hope you're with the people you want to be with i hope you're able to avoid the people you'd rather avoid because let's be honest we all want to avoid certain people on thanksgiving 
Oh, not Uncle Stan again. Do we have to invite him? We all have an Uncle Stan, right? Well, if Uncle Stan does come to your Thanksgiving, be grateful that it's only for a day. There's always a way to be grateful for pretty much anything, if you look hard enough. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I can't thank you enough for all your support and all of your kindness. And just the fact that you're here means the world to me. Enjoy your holiday. And until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you. 